monsters and welcome to the show that made Philippine FM radio talk. That's heard on Thursdays on The Monster. I'm your host this evening, Nikki Porter. Now that we've officially in encountered, entered also the second half of 2023, I'm sure many of us are wondering how the rest of the year will go in general and of course how things are likely to pan out in our own lives. So tonight, Let's make a little fun. We're mixing things up a bit. Yes, mid-year, why not? Let's go ahead and do this. Not just at the end of it, right? Mid-year should be a good sign. Maybe we need a little bit more direction in our lives. So we've got someone who can try to answer some questions for us by sharing his tarot expertise. Our guest tonight is a professional tarot consultant in the Philippines who has over 27 years of experience. So he is the founder of Mysterium Philippines and author of the book Defensive Occultism, The Intuitive Within and the Hermetic Compassion. So he has been at the forefront of tarot advocacy and education in the Philippines for the past 14 years and has educated hundreds in the ethical and professional use of the tarot as a tool for clarity and empowerment. Without further ado, heard on Thursdays, let's welcome back to the show, Rob Rubin! Hello! Good hey, evening! Hey, good evening. Welcome to the show, Rob. I'm honored to be here. Awesome. Okay, so we will, we will eventually get into our tower readings, and if you guys have any questions, go ahead and send in those comments via our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch as well. So just shoot your questions, and then we'll go ahead and consult with the tarot over here. So, Rob, thank you for joining me tonight on Heard on Thursdays. How has 2023 been for you so far? A lot better than 2022. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. honestly, um, of the last couple of years, 2022 was the worst. Mm. So if it was like, if 2022 was like a 1 out of 10, 2023 is like a 6.7 out of 10. So, <laughs> so okay, okay, I can handle this. Yeah. Good. Well, what, what makes it like a 6 now? Well, nowadays, um, it seems to me that there's a lot more authenticity going around. There's authenticity mm. in relationships, there's authentic authenticity in career, there's authenticity in friendships. Like the people who are around are the ones who really want to be around. Mm. So you're not feeling people who treat you like a chore. Yeah. And although there were losses in the past year, mm -hmm. whatever is left, it's like I choose to focus on like I'm thankful for what's left. And mm. for those left standing, each and every one of you people like Jerome, Jackie, etc., love you all. Um, really that's something to be thankful for and that's what makes 2023 a great year already so far awesome all right well so i want to know now for all the monsters you're probably not familiar with um with rob's uh consultancy <laughs> and his expertise as well in tarot reading mm -hmm. um how did you get into tarot reading by the way was that always something that you were fascinated by actually i go on record when i say this no Okay. Tarot it wasn't even my first love. My first love was the study of the supernatural and the occult. Okay. okay? okay. But the deeper you get into the occult, um, not knowing the tarot is like saying you're an engineer and you don't know how to multiply. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I remember I was 14 years old and I used to live in the San Francisco Bay area and I used to frequent this occult shop that was called the Psychic Eye Bookshop. Okay. And of course, as a kid, when when you in, in the Bay area, when you're in the states, you're 14. That's like the midland, the no man's land. Mm. You can't work. 
but you're dependent on what the parents give you, so you have barely any money for yourself. So yeah. I'd go to this bookstore just to scan the books, can't buy anything. So I'd, I was like going in and out of there because like, you, you really can't afford it at that age. Yeah. But yeah. one day I noticed when I went there, there was like this changit going on of sorts. Mm -hmm. Like people, mm -hmm. these different people were doing different services, palm reading, yeah. tarot readings. So I like, oh, that's interesting. This is a first here. They had tables set up. So I approached the dude. He was like reading the tarot. He's this tall dude, white, curly white hair. And I say, said, asked him, sir, are those the tarot cards? I called mm -hmm. it tarot. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, don't you mean tarot? And I'm like, oh, okay, they're called the tarot cards. Yeah, are those the tarot cards? And he said, yes, why? And I said, well, do you think you can teach me? Oh, because, like, again, when you're that young, you ask because you never know. Somebody might say yes. Right, right. He gave me a funny look. He reached under the table, and he handed me something, and I opened it, and it was an old deck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, sir, but I ain't got no money. I can't afford it. He said, oh, no, that's for you. Wow. I was like, cool. What? He gave me a tarot deck. I'm like, all right, now what do I do? I thought I had, like, an Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. <laughs> and then he said, ah, that's your journey. And now, excuse me, I have to read for this person. So mm -hmm. I was looking around and said, I better get out of here because if the store sees that I got a deck, they yeah. might charge me for it. So I, I snuck out of there with this old deck and that began the journey. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, I was 14 years old. It was the only thing I brought with me when I moved to the Philippines later on that year. And I just drilled it. I level grinded it. I lived in the province in the early 90s. Not too many occult books available during yep. that time. No Amazon, yep. nothing like that. So all you have is a deck. Mm -hmm. You practice and practice and practice and practice. I I remember the days where I'd have to beg people to buy me like a, a soda pop just to read <laughs> for them. So that's how it began. I've been doing it ever since. And now the tarot has become my best friend. Mm. I mean, it's like it's something that I revere. I'm like I'm Mandalorian with it, for lack of a better word. It's like <laughs> if I see somebody abusing the tarot, like using it for snarky means, like for trying to get laid or something mm -hmm. or trying to, to manipulate someone or con them, I'd be like, dude, give me the deck. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're insulting these cards and I'm not going to stand for it. I mean, so so I want to know with like, how did you study the, the mm -hmm. tarot then if you didn't really have the resources at the time when you moved to the Philippines? Okay, all I had was one thing with me and that was the book. Oh, all, book. Yes, all okay. decks come with a okay. little booklet that gives you a general understanding of what the cards could mean. Mm, but okay. it's kind of like saying it gives you the general direction, but you still need to personalize it. So the more I would read, I would read for people more and more and more, the more I personalized my practice with the tarot. Uh -huh. The more I found my way of reading for others. And I found my way of reading for people is all about giving them, and I shout out to my dear friend Rose Abbas for this, I give them clarity and empowerment. Because if a person comes to me, they come with doubts, with fears, with insecurities. I want them to leave with that feeling of empowerment. Like, wow, I got answers. I want them to leave with hope, with clarity. Yeah. Like, wow, that was worth it. I don't want them to leave feeling worse than they did before they got there. Mm -hmm. I, I usually tell people, look, I will not tell you something's impossible unless it's really impossible. Mm -hmm. And if I don't like what I see, I'll tell you, hey, you know what? Prove me wrong. I'd rather see you happy than mm -hmm. me right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, the happiness of the client means everything to me. It's all about serving, giving back, and empowering people with the tarot. Yeah, and and I I love that um, I love that you actually have your own like I mean like with with a number of like tarot readers that I've come across as well. It's so interesting to see the the, the 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 relationships that you know each one of you has with the tarot, the language that you guys use, the tone that you guys use. Also, just also like makes you reflect like it's it's your closeness or like how well you know you're so how 
well versed you are also with with your own deck so it's um it's really fantastic and it's so very interesting to see so if you guys want any readings or consult with um with rob here then go ahead and comment on facebook on youtube or on twitch on our live stream so we can go ahead and consult with the tarot deck and uh mind you he did a reading also for me and for gail <laughs> off air Choose honesty. If, yeah, choose honesty because you will get the best results. Might not sound like the best results, but it's like the most accurate one that you might just receive. So, yeah, go ahead and shoot those questions over. And for the meantime, we'll just keep talking mm -hmm. about your background as um, with your interest in the occult. So, mm -hmm. um, were, what were your early readings like then? Like, so you were practicing with uh -huh. other people, asking people to buy you a soda pop. Yeah. So I remember, happened? okay, I learned the hard way the practice of boundaries, okay? Because mm -hmm, I was still studying right. in, the, in high school in the U.S. when I got my deck. Mm -hmm. So I brought it to high school with the deck and the book, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing I no noticed is that if you're giving free readings, you're setting yourself up for a funeral. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. Because there was a long line of people who wanted free readings. Mm -hmm. But I realized they weren't giving me food, they weren't giving me anything, I was reading for them. Then I noticed the first two, three people were really happy, but as my energy started getting down, the accuracy, the relatability started going down as well. That people would say, this stuff is fake. This is nonsense. So I was like, wait a minute. These people will not respect what I'm doing if I give it for free. Mm. So I had to learn the hard way that if you could give 100 free readings, only five of them are going to be life-changing. The 95 are going to be, that's garbage. Mm. So the energy exchange is very important. Yeah. And I remember another thing I learned when I moved to the Philippines. The funny thing about it was, it's hard to convince people at first to actually pay you for a reading unless you have a real pedigree or a background. Right. <clears throat> and the funny thing was, when I was living in the province, people didn't want to pay me, but they would give me alcohol. <laughs> I kid you not. I had dudes with land money. I refuse to pay you 300 pesos for your reading, but I'll give you all the blue label you'd want. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, okay, a college student, no cash. Blue label, blue label right? black label, like yeah. high-end stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I take it. And I realized something about myself, that my reading accuracy went sky high <laughs> the minute that I'm intoxicated. Oh. If I have a little bit of booze in me, the accuracy goes so high that people would be bursting into tears, like, how did you know that, this and that? And I was like, okay, it helps, but I didn't want to become an alcoholic at 21. So I said, wait a minute, I've got to find a way around this crutch. Mm. So eventually I did lose potential clients who didn't want to pay, but that was me putting that professional boundary, saying, mm -hmm. look, I am doing this respectfully to honor the tarot, but it's yeah. also not for free. Mm. And the more, and I'll tell you all, the number one form of marketing for tarot is word of mouth. Okay, that's the number one form of marketing star. Because mm -hmm. whenever people hear of a tarot reader, most of the time they only half trust the person. Mm -hmm. Think about that. It's like, oh, a tarot reader, mm-hmm, yeah. Well, what con is he going to do to me now? Yeah. You've got to work against that. You've got to prove to them, like, look, I'm not trying to swindle you. I'm not trying to sell you a fake candle that's going to bring your ex-boyfriend back from the dead. Mm -hmm. You have to convince them you're not one of those kind of readers. Yeah. And the minute that they know you're not one of those and you give them what we call a positive tarot experience, mm -hmm. they'll start talking to others. Like, hey, Nikki, I met this guy. Mm -hmm. He really empowered me with his readings. You have to experience him. Mm -hmm. And that will start growing. So it's really about putting the customer first, yeah. giving them that personal, that positive tarot experience. At the same time, though, keeping the boundary. 
Yeah. Because right. like a dead tarot reader is no good to anyone. <laughs> That's fair enough. And it and it's and it's so true also with uh with the way that he with the way that Rob actually does his readings as well. It is empowering. Once again, it's brutal honesty, but then it's also it, it is empowering and like, you know, yeah, this is something it's it's something that you needed to hear, I guess. Um, and so for those by the way who are interested in sending those questions through the Monster Text line, you absolutely can. Zero nine six one one three six seven nine three one in case you're not watching on live stream and if you are listening on the radio instead. Zero nine six one one three six seven nine three one. I have the lovely Gail over here who will be forwarding the messages to me or the questions to me via Viber so that uh, we can go ahead and shoot those questions as they come along. Can I also plug as well? Yeah, yeah of course. Also, if you want to try your luck, um, on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube, at Rob Rubin Readings. All right? Send a message there. Like me. Follow me there. You might get through. You might, might see something just like right now. Let's say it, <laughs> at Rob Rubin Readings. All one word. And if I see something um, and I'm interested um, to answer it or if it's we can fit it in, I wouldn't mind. All right. Awesome. I actually, okay. To, to, to start things off na lang, let's go ahead and start off like with a question. Sure. And we already have been like, I uh, already tossed like maybe one question palang to Rob this evening with the tarot. So for you guys to know, and to have an idea of how he does his readings, we'll do a sample right now. So question is, um, oh my gosh, oh, oh, what am I going to expect on my upcoming vacation? Okay. Choose a pile. Uh, this one. Okay, top or bottom? Top. <laughs> okay, a lot of emotional energy is going to come out. Stuff that you've been... It, it, it's basically kind of like a detox emotional retreat for you. <laughs> that stuff is going to come out whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Like you might be triggered of an emotion, a memory, and it's going to be like... It's going to open the floodgates. It's going to remind you of stuff. But it's also going to give you the time and the stillness mm -hmm. necessary to process it. Okay. It's like, oh my God, why is this happening now? <laughs> And it's not going to just run away. So you're going to have to sit with it and, okay, let's fix this out. Let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. But then the good thing is once it's done, you would have been completely healed of it. It's like, oh, I've done that. Okay. So that's one thing that you could look out for. Now, here's the thing. It's going to be kind of like a flashback, for lack of a better word. <laughs> but it is going to give you that power to finally process it yeah. and say, okay, where do I need this in my life? Is this clutter or is this giving me power and how am I going to use it moving forward? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> if you were seeing my facial expressions, <laughs> there was some level of accuracy there. That's all I'm going to say. So, anyway, <laughs> is there any, are you going to make me choose again another card? Yeah, see, one more about your, one more? About your vacation. Okay, cool. Anywhere. Anywhere you'd like okay, this anywhere. time. Okay, cool. Mm. All righty, let's look. Card you have is the Five of Swords. Okay, this is going to light a fire under your legs. In other words, once this is healed, it's going to feel, you're going to feel unleashed. It's like a chip on your shoulder or a baggage that you're holding on to mm -hmm. that's like, it's once you've processed and healed this, mm -hmm. watch out world. Nothing will get in your way and you will literally have scores to settle. It's like, okay, now that I've got all my power back, lagotka. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, now I'm coming no. to get you, okay? It's really, it's one of those scenarios where like, um, think, okay, this is the best example I could give. Let's say your former lover cheated on you and abandoned you and it broke you. Mm -hmm. And then this was, you remembered it all, but you got your power back from that wound. And now you're complete again. And you're like, okay, you're going to get it from me. I'm going to make <laughs> you regret what you're doing. One of those kind of scenarios. Mm. Now, as a third card, just to look into that vacation thing is this. 
It will literally ignite passion. You're going to be very driven. But the danger here is it might start a bonfire. Like everywhere you go, you have a coffee with you because you're going into energetic debt. Mm, so okay. please don't burn the midnight oil. Learn to w work properly with it. Don't let it consume you. You might go days on end without sleeping because mm -hmm. you're really driven and f obsessed and focused on one thing. And it's like, my God, Nikki, like, what, what happened to you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So careful with that. It's going to get stuff done, but at what cost? Okay, got it. All right, see what I mean? <laughs> this was this was this was Rob off air and on air. So, in case you guys want that kind of um, that kind of reading or you need a consult this evening, if you have a question that's burning into your mind or a burning question rather, that was way too long. Um, go ahead and uh, shoot those questions over on Viber or uh, on Telegram at zero nine six one one three six seven nine three one or on Rob's socials as well and also what's that? RobRubinReadings.com also forget before I forget and on threads threads yeah threads that's a new one you're so happy about your threads yeah <laughs> so shout out to Gail who's handling her socials this evening um, also um, while we're waiting for more questions to come in what are the usual topics that people ask when they consult with you well, my, my fans from Tarot Thursdays are going to love this because it usually boils down to two things career and love life yep. those are the top two mm -hmm. and then sometimes people can be so crass about it because I do Tarot Thursdays every Thursday night at 930 p.m. on my fan page on Facebook and I tell people that if you're a first timer you can have a reading for free just be polite say please and thank you but sometimes <laughs> people just kick in the door and say career love life I'm like yeah okay <laughs> that's not how it works but it's already p predictable to a point mm -hmm. so very popular is career the next is love life what actually gets me is when they ask me these deep questions mm. like you know they say I want to change my religion or I'm I'm sensing my intuition is awakening what does this mean I feel really challenged by those kind of, kind of yeah, questions yeah. the career love life thing I mean I know it's important but I get there are a dime a dozen so I get them all the time but the ones the deeper the question the, the more likely you're gonna get an answer from me mm -hmm. love that so come up with the questions if you must anything that's really bothering you any I don't know, necessarily decision you have to be made but mind you of mm -hmm. course you don't really have to take these readings to heart, true, right? So true. this is the, our disclaimer for you. So you don't have to take these to heart. This is just really, if you just want like, Guidance. like a friend. Guidance. Yeah, for, to, to guide you in like the, the, the decision that you want to make. I'd like to tell everybody out there, and I'm going on public radio when I say this, that no matter who's reading the cards, no reader, healer, mystic, fortune teller, feng shui master has the right to ever tell you that anything is set in stone. Mm. Okay, what readings show you is trajectory, probability, cause and effect, but at the end of the day, the decisions are up to you. Okay, no reading is ever set in stone. And if a reader told you, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is so bad, Nikki, you're going to go to Boracay next month, no matter what you're doing, you're going to get pregnant, <gasps> then all she has to do is say, well, I'm never going to set foot in Boracay again. How does that sound? You see what I mean? Mm. So if a reader tells you that, that's a red flag. You should keep away from them. Okay. Right. Even even me, I will never tell you a reading is set in stone. You can always control your fate. Think of your reading like your Waze app on your phone, where it shows you where the traffic points are in your life, but it's up to you if you want to enter those points or not. There we go. All right. There's your disclaimer for you guys. So um, while we are still waiting for questions, what? Um, how did you come up with the idea in the mind of coming of putting up Mysterium Philippines? Right. Very good question. You know what? Um, when I lived in the province, I remember that I've had some bad experiences with teachers. That Thanks. there were certain teachers that 
new stuff but abuse that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Either they're after money, they're after power, sometimes they're even after more unscrupulous things. Okay? Mm -hmm. And what I realized was they would use their so-called knowledge in order to get that from people. Mm -hmm. And in the end of it, I said, you know what? I'm not trying to manipulate people here. I just wanted people to learn. So I said, I want to be that change. I want people to come to me and they say, you know what? Rob may be a jerk, but I learned from him. So I made it very clear, look, I'm not trying to win any popularity contests here, but if you come to me and you want to learn tarot, example, mm -hmm. you will learn. You may not like me, but you will learn the tarot. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it was all about giving quality education for Filipinos in these topics. Because not too many places were doing it. Mm -hmm. They were doing it kind of fringe. So we wanted to systematize and professionalize tarot and intuitive development. Yeah. And because of that, we've trained hundreds of students. And we've even had foreign teachers come in and collaborate with us. Oh, okay. So it's really about offering a safe space to develop and celebrate intuitive potential. Right. That's the vision of Mysterium Philippines. I love that. And I, I, I like... It's. I like that you said the. You, you don't have. You don't have to like me, but you will learn tarot. It reminds me of like tarot profs in college. Mm -hmm. It's like you may not like the prof, but then for some reason you are learning so much from this professor at the same time. So it's like not to say you're a tarot yeah, prof yeah. up. <laughs> not anymore, at least. But think of it like this: if you were a chef, and somebody said. Would you want to learn under Gordon Ramsay? Hell yes. Mm -hmm. But you've seen how he is in Hell's Kitchen. Exactly, yeah. But that's still Gordon Ramsay. You're learning things. It's going to put you on, on a pedestal down the line. Yeah. So as long as your teacher is doing their job, not abusing their, their role as a teacher to you and teaching you what they said they're going to teach you, that's a good, good thing to look out for. And that's what we do in Mysterium Philippines. Mm -hmm. And it's not just me teaching. It's a community. You have mentors, you have buddies. It's really allowing people to come together and learn and express and celebrate their intuitive gifts together. So if you took our tarot class, it's not just you sitting down learning from me. Yeah. You will have a mentor who's been one of my students. You will have a learning buddy. You will have a learning tribe, which is like your family. It's just like, wow. I mean, like, I got a lot more than I expected taking this program. Mm -mm. So it's not really the intention of, like, you know, whoever, quote-unquote, graduates from your class, they don't necessarily have to end up being, like, a tarot reader. You get, you, you don't necessarily... Um, do it professionally. Yeah, they some people want to do it just for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they want to do it to help others. I always tell them if you're coming from an area of service, you know, you're in the right place. Um, others, though, they want to give back. You know, like they, they actually want to give people hope. Like mm -hmm. me, I grew up with a, lot, a huge lack of hope in my life. Mm -hmm. So when I read for people, I really try to give them hope. Unless it's really like, dude, that's literally impossible. <laughs> I do the same thing with my manifestation courses, where when I tell people we're training together, I say, we can manifest anything. And if I'm telling you it's impossible, it's because it's really impossible. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'll never tell you that, oh, no, you don't have a chance, or that's impossible. Because I've seen amazing miracles happen with people I've worked with. Mm, I love that. And, and so... Apart from tarot reading classes, what other are there any other classes that you offer at Mysterium as well for, for those who might be interested in learning more about uh, this field? Yes, we actually have our Hallmark Intuitive Awakenings program, which mm -hmm. is a program which focuses on teaching you all about your intuition. We also have courses on manifestation for those who want to learn. It's called our Manifestation Masterclass, but that's more one-on-one. -on -one. Mm, okay, okay, I've learned the hard way that people are very private with what they want to manifest. <laughs> so they prefer to learn one-on-one. -on -one. That's a different program altogether. Mm -hmm. 
this is all available on my website, robrubinreadings.com. And every now and then we collaborate with amazing teachers, like example, my former spouse, and we do Reiki healing classes and Seraphim Blueprint classes upon their availability. So if people want to learn energy healing, we mm-hmm. usually will refer them to my ex-wife, who's really, really good at teaching those things. Awesome. All right. I love that. And so now we do have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. So at least to para panghikayat then for those who have questions but haven't sent them send them um, there's this question from uh, Aaron who sent this question over on YouTube uh, there was an unfortunate situational argument between me and my parents that started my second half of 2023 mm-hmm. on a low and disappointing note mm-hmm. is there some guide as a Sagittarian to keep me happy although there's some doubt within me. Okay, number one, I'm not an astrologer. I know a little bit about it. There are better people out there at it. So please don't ask me, oh, my house is in this. I really didn't do too well in my astrology class because mm. it reminds me too much of Trig. But I, I under kind of understand what he's asking. Is there hope for happiness between him and his family? Yes. So let's yes. look. I'll draw you three cards, Aaron. First and foremost, you have to decide, are you going to be miserable about this for the rest of the year or not? Okay? Happiness is not about them. Happiness is your choice. Do you choose to heal from this? Okay? Because you could be mopey for this for the rest of the year. Or you can say, no, I'm not going to let this block the goodness that could happen for the rest of the year. You have not yet decided because it hurt. I understand it hurt. I respect that. But you have to ask, how much longer are you going to be hurt by this? Number two, dude, you got to start doing things for you. I think the reason that you're hurting is because you were doing things for so many people that you forgot about the most important person in the world, which was you. So you got to do you. You got to make you happy. You got to go for your dreams. Don't look for approval from others. Look for your own self-approval because number three, last but not least, what you ask for will be given. So be very careful that what you ask for is specific because when you pray for rain, son, bring an umbrella. That's what I'm telling you now. You may say, oh my God, I want a baby. Well, welcome to the UFC, son. You know what I mean? That's weight gain and sleepless nights. You know what I mean? It's the most beautiful feeling in the world, but it's a mountain climb. So be very careful what you wish for. The power is in your, in your hands, Aaron. I'm rooting for you. All right, Aaron, I hope that you abide <laughs> or you take heed for, uh, with, with the uh, advice and the counsel that you have just received from Rob Rubin. Now, I have another question mm-hmm. from at not Isa. At or should not I Isa. censor it? Never mind. <laughs> Too late. I already said it. <laughs> How can she make friends in her 30s? Okay. It is hard. She needs to celebrate herself first. I think she's her own worst enemy. It's like you cannot expect to make friends if you think that you're the ugliest, smelliest, most disgusting person that walks into the room. Mm-hmm. All right? You may think there's 50 things wrong with you. I don't want to hear those things. I want to hear about the one thing that you think's amazing about you and make that the thing that you exuberate into the world. Whatever reasons you're giving me. You say, oh, but Rob, I'm fat. Rob, I'm poor. Rob, I'm whatever. Fine. Find that one thing. Celebrate it. Min-max it. Number two, okay, stop carrying other people so that they can like you, okay? That's why it doesn't last because I'm sensing an energy of codependency here. And codependencies attract narcissists like white on rice. So you're like, oh my God, hey, you know what, Nikki? I'll do anything for you. I'll carry your bags. I'll cook for you. You're enabling her to abuse you. You've got to stop that. You've got to say, hey, you know what? I'm not your nanny. I'm not your secretary. All right, we're friends. I'm not your follower. Because that's what I think you're compensating with. You think so low of yourself, which is sad. It doesn't mean you're low. This is your Mm self-evaluation that you're allowing people to step on you further. Number three, 
don't go into business with anyone. If it's friends, it's friends, okay? It's like, uh, hey, Rob, let's do this business together. No, I don't want to risk our friendship just because of money. If you're talking about friendship, detach the idea of money from it. The minute it's brought up, hey, let's put up a business together, nah, no. Mm. I, I enjoy our coffee dates too much. If there's business that's going to put static that I don't want. Mm. See, so these are some things to watch out, out for because in 30s, it's all about sustainability, security, growth, but it's also about acceptance. All right? And at the end of the day, it's the people who go out of their way for you. Those are the ones who want to have you around. Look for those. There are amazing things about you. So basically, uh, you know, looking for friends or keeping your friends in your 30s is about like, you know, really knowing your boundaries and being more honest with yourself and with them yes and also yeah and like not complicating it already because here's one thing i'll share with you all you know your compassion and kindness can be weaponized against you yeah i learned that the hard way and i wouldn't want that to happen to you that would jade the hell out of you all right at not isa i hope that helped you and also aaron i hope that helped you as well when me when rob answered your question um also from from B mm -hmm. on Telegram, uh, should I go on vacation this month? And if yes, where's the best place to go? Okay, now <laughs> these cards will not tell me to go to Bali, okay? But I can tell you what would be the most lucrative for you if the cards even tell you you should go on vacation. Um, okay, that's interesting. Oh, wow, okay. I'm actually seeing here, yes, you should, but you want to go somewhere where like something shocking, like you're going where? You know what I mean? So, like, I'm sensing somewhere hot, but I'm not thinking like you're going, oh, I'm going to go to Dubai and shop. No, I'm thinking you're going to Oman or something like that, or Africa. <laughs> and like, huh? Be careful out there. Don't care what people think. Okay? Make it, don't make it a vacation. Make it an adventure. I actually think your soul needs this. All right. There we go. Well, those are the questions that we have so far. Enjoy that trip. Uh, B from Telegram. <laughs> Enjoy the trip and uh, yeah, make some good memories. Make it unforgettable. Make it an adventure, like what uh, like what Rob said. Now, um, since Rob, you're at the forefront of tarot advocacy. Mm -hmm. What can you say to ease some listeners who might be still reluctant or maybe scared even of a trying uh, tarot consult? Okay, now first and foremost, like I said earlier, no tarot reading is ever set in stone. Okay, mm -hmm. If you are going to a true tarot professional, they're there to show you clarity, empowerment, and to give you hope. But they're never trying to condemn you with anything. So don't say, oh my God, don't tell me anything bad. They say, don't tell me anything bad. It's like, that's bad for business. <laughs> All right, number two, um, don't take, um, watch out for readers who take the power from you. You want somebody who's like, no, I want to empower you and I want to give you the tools you need to get what you want from them. Readers nowadays are very service oriented, unlike before. Before in the early 2000s, readers just wanted your damn money. That's it. Mm. But nowadays, especially with social media, with reviews and with how fast information can spread, um, they're a little bit more ethical because number one, there's like a lot more of us now. And number two, you'll see that true tarot professionals will always aim to put your needs first throughout the session. Okay? Mm. There are organizations like Mysterium that kind of, how do I say, um, not I want to use the word police, but observe the ethical standards of our readers. Okay. So if I had a reader who was giving what we call negative tarot experiences to 10 people, I'd write them up and be like, dude, you got to fix your method. Mm -hmm. You're not giving people a positive tarot experience. You're giving them nightmares. Because sometimes readers just want to be right. They want to look good and they don't care how much it hurts you. Yeah. Okay. Any kind of reader like that, I'd say avoid. Now, also, use some common sense. Like example, if I told Nikki here, you're going to die in three days. Oh. Okay. 
knock on wood, yeah. <laughs> don't buy it off the bat and say, oh my God, that's absolutely true. It's actually smarter to get a second alternative. You know what I mean? Because I found sometimes it's the gullibility of some clients that end up putting them in bad straits. Mm. Like one person went to a reader who said in three days he was going to die. So he started spending all his money. And on the fifth day, we saw him again. So what happened? He said, I spent all my money. I believed I was going to die. So it's like, oh it wasn't the reader's fault. He was a lug nut you know what I mean it was like duh mm -hmm. but at the end of the day a bit of common sense will go a long way if it seems too good to be true if it seems kind of wacky get a second opinion number three if you really want to have a good reading look for somebody with a lot of good reputation behind them mm. okay good reviews ask around do your homework like okay let's say you hear about Nikki Porter the tarot reader google her name okay <laughs> really let's see what are people really saying about her Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be a tarot reader. Maybe, like, personally, I might want to learn for my own benefit. But um, I, I, I like that... Um I like that it's really emphasizing on, you know, there are there are those who are very passionate and very authentic in the way that they approach tarot, and there are those who just want to scam the heck out of you, out of tarot. So just practice discernment in that sense and do your research also in terms of uh, in case you're looking for someone that you want to confide in to ask your questions you also have rob right here who you can confide in maybe you don't want to do it on air that's totally fine as well but then um if you want to send in anonymous questions by all means send in anonymous questions i won't add your ad. <laughs> I won't expose you with your question. Um, I do have one from Instagram who actually asked, what is my career direction in 2024? Okay, let's look. This person needs to prepare for a lot of spotlight to be put on them and a lot of politics, for lack of a better word. So either oh. they're going to get promoted or they're going to be getting a lot of prestige put on them. And of course, when you have that prestige being put on you, a lot of people come to you with favors, alternative agendas, very Game of Thrones-ish kind of energy. <laughs> oh, no. So you got to prepare for that. And if she's not here, she's not ready for it, then turn it down because it could make or break them. Mm. Simple as that. It's like if they get political or if they get popular, and next thing you know, they're the they're the they're the one who's getting all the flack, all the negative energy. Some people can thrive in that. Other people wither. Mm -hmm. So they need to know. I wouldn't know anything about them. They need to know. Really, are they the kind of person who can do that? Can they lead? Mm -hmm. If they can't, defer. It's always a choice. All right. There we go. Now, uh, we talked a little bit also about some other services that you offer mm -hmm. uh, from your website and also in the classes in Mysterium Philippines. Mm -hmm. So you have also, um, there is, well, actually, the re how I even found out about you was through CJ. Mm -hmm. So CJ actually said that I should reach out to you, be um, especially when you want when I would want to consult with like shadow work. Mm. So what is shadow work? Okay, well, this is, I don't think we have enough time to talk about this because <laughs> this is a topic that has really torn in two directions, okay? okay. Um, shadow work is dealing with the ugliest parts of yourself mm -hmm. and it basically, for lack of a better word, taming that animal to stop working against you and start working for you, mm. okay? okay? Because all of us have our own shadows. Yeah. However, people 
tend to demonize that shadow. Mm -hmm. People tend to villainize it. And what ends up happening is they live at only a certain capacity of their own authenticity because they're fighting off a part of their self consistently. Mm -hmm. Now, the, this is where the problem comes to play because there's one chain of thought, which is the shadow must be forgiven. It's a prodigal child. It doesn't know what it's doing. But that's as ludicrous as me seeing, example, let's say if you were a lesbian and I tell you, hey, I forgive you for being a lesbian. You'd be like, screw you, Rob. You know, you don't, I don't need your forgiveness because this is who I am mm -hmm. and I'm beautiful like this. So sh naturally, you're still, you're still villainizing the shadow. Yeah. My version of shadow work is like, no, 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 no. We're going to see that shadow as a strength. How do we use it? How can we say, hey, you know what? You're amazing. This, this, this anger of you, it's, it's powerful. How can we stir that in towards something productive? Mm -mm. We don't try to turn it off. We try to channel it. We celebrate it. So it stops being this rabid animal. Yeah. And it starts saying, hey, wow, I'm actually appreciated here. Mm -mm. Because the problem, the, re the reason people need shadow work is because without true shadow work, you're consistently fighting against yourself. Mm. But the minute you've practiced the truest form of shadow work, now both sides of you, your light and your shadow, are working for you. Okay. You see what I mean? And that's why it's, it's, it's a manuscript I'm writing. I'm taking my sweet time writing it because <laughs> it's involving a lot of research, a lot of observations. But a person's shadow, you cannot run from. You really cannot run from them. And until you learn to incorporate that, you will not be at 100%. Mm -hmm. And it can and will deprive you of certain things in your life. Mm -hmm. You're like, how come I cannot get a lover? How come I cannot lose weight? How come I cannot... Usually that's your shadow saying, uh -uh, I'm holding this. Mm -hmm. And until you acknowledge me and accept me as part of who you are, I'm not going to give this to you. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Wow. So that's the power of shadow work because it can unleash the held back parts of yourself but there's a difference between shadow work and shadow possession example yeah yeah as i said we, we're gonna need a lot of time for this because <laughs> shadow work is working with the shadow so example if you're angry you stir it towards something powerful so that you become an advocate shadow possession is you become like an, the incredible hulk you destroy everything anger is you you're always angry mm. you're not working on your shadow your shadow is controlling you yeah. and that's something that also needs to be addressed in the practice of I shadow see. work sadly there are very few people qualified to working with that so ah, you got to be careful who you're talking to so ugly parts of yourself like what are some examples of that like maybe common examples of that for for people so that they can understand like what their shadow actually okay is. one example is this um i like to contextualize i don't want to share too much on the air about it but let, let's say one example would be envy okay. okay if you consider yourself an envious person oh that's bad that's so low vibration light workers like telling you that you know there's enough for everybody but when you come from an energy of envy you are coming from a thought that you are not good enough you know what i mean and the the power of envy is it will supercharge everything you do because in your own mind, you do not think you are enough. You understand? <laughs> so wow. if you can stir that power to not say, you know what, I am envious of Nikki's success, so I'm going to destroy her. Instead, I use that to become just as good as her. You see mm. what I mean? Now, shadow possession would be I'm competing with everybody left and right and mm. that competition never ends. But... If you're going to work on that shadow, that shadow of envy, you're going to realize that this makes you excel beyond anything else. And you could learn to master it. But you have to accept the reason why you feel this way, which right. usually rooted in a sense of unworthiness. I don't deserve it. And by understanding why you feel like that, now you can finally tell you that envy demon of yours, like, okay, let's make sure that we are worthy.
Let's mm -hmm. make sure that we earn that victory. Because it's all about convincing yourself. Mm -hmm. There's so many different shadows that exist. That's just one of them. Yeah. Some people don't have that. So, like, for the people I've worked with at Envy, that's the best way of looking at it. Mm, okay. And, and so, in what areas of people's lives would we have to do, like, shadow work in? Because it sounds, it sounds like right now, maybe a little bit psychological. You know, also. it's more personal. Well, I don't want to use the psycho psychology approach because I am not a psychologist. Uh -huh. But I am saying more on, like, the experiential approach. Okay. In other words, it can infect every aspect of your life, mm -mm. plain and simple. Okay. Not just your job, not just your relationships, not just your community. And it can be like, think of it like being like the Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. That's a good example I like to use where the Incredible Hulk can be considered Bruce Banner's shadow. Okay. And all the time before the Avengers last movie, he was treating the Hulk like it was a problem. Mm -mm. It wasn't until he treated the Hulk as part of the solution that he managed to merge both versions of himself. Yeah. Right. But on its own, the Incredible Hulk is like a force of nature destroying everything in its way. But something like that can be stirred towards doing something good, which it did. You see what I yeah. mean? So you can understand it's like having that side of you. It controls a lot of your unconscious urges and energies and thought patterns. And if you don't learn to tame that, it will consistently ruin your life. Wow. And, and this shadow work, like, what does it entail? I can only imagine it's going to be very uncomfortable because once, you're exp once it ex you expose it or know it or see it for what it is, it's like, it'll, I feel like it'll unravel a part of you. Well, not necessarily unravel. I don't want to say unravel because if it unravels a part of you, it's going to create another shadow. You see what I mean? <laughs> but fair what enough. it does, it's kind of like instead of having one person in the room, now you have two. It's the side of you that you don't want people to see. It's the side of you that you're hiding, that you're so desperate for the world not to know. But here's the thing about it. If incorporated into you, it gives you one of the most powerful forms of self-compassion in the world, mm -hmm. which is authenticity. Yeah. Authentic people, whether you like them or not, give energy to others. Because in authenticity, it's telling others that you're free to be you. You're free mm -hmm. to be you because I am me. I actually don't like people who are inauthentic. It just drains me. Mm. But if you're authentic, even if you're an AH, I don't want to say it on camera, A-hole, mm. okay? At least I can say authentically you're an A-hole. But I respect you for that. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to, eh, would you try not to be an A-hole? Because he wouldn't be him anymore. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So when you show authenticity, you're showing the highest form of self-compassion. And from that, you're in a position to give. Mm. It's, a, it's a position to give to others, to help others, to inspire others. So what are some of the, I guess, what do you do to do the, the shadow work sessions with you? What, what, does, it, what does it include? Usually do do? it's a lot, okay, depending on your shadow, depending on which one we're working with, there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions because okay. we need to process that together. Once we identify which one is mainly yours, the next thing we're going to do is figuring out how do we put, uh, put room for this in your life. In other words, instead of trying to put it in a cage, how do we build a room for this shadow in your life so it peacefully coexists? I see. More importantly, how do we feed it so that it doesn't go out of control? What does okay. it want? Understand from the bottom of its mind, what does that shadow want? Mm. Because like in the case of envy, like I said earlier, people with the envy shadow, they just want to know that they matter. Yeah. You see what I mean? They just want to know that I was good enough. And it's not even about you or her. It's all about themselves. Mm -hmm that they could literally have Thor's hammer and Excalibur. But until in their mind they've convinced themselves that they're good enough, they will always be chasing after the next impossible thing. Mm -hmm. It's proving to themselves that they are good enough. For what? Subjective, person to person. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, so it, it's a lot of work. Uh, it is. If it's a <laughs> shadow work, yeah. It's a lot of work. But, okay, another service also I wanted to talk about, it, which is interesting to me, it's like, it's hypnotherapy. Okay. So, what, who, who usually asks you to do this to them? Very good question. Now, I was lucky enough to be trained by um, Karsten Kushner when he came in a couple of years ago. Probably a wonderful individual, one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And they're the ones who want to understand the unconscious programmings in them. Mm. Okay, think of unconscious programmings like these. Have you ever tried saying to yourself, I want a diet, right? Well, we want a diet, right? Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Then why is it that after seven hours of us saying we want a diet, our minds do something which is contrary to what is the diet, mm -hmm. which is craving, right? Yeah. It's like the day I said I want a diet, now all of a sudden I'm craving beer, pizza, and Cheetos. <laughs> oh Does it God. mean because we hate ourselves? No. It's because we have an unconscious mind that has its own programs. Yeah. And hypnotherapy addresses those unconscious patterns. You see what I mean? Like another one, writer's block. That is the worst thing for writers to have, writer's block. It's the equivalent of impotence in the bedroom. That when they look at the computer, or even artistic block, it's so soul-sucking to have that. They never choose to have that. But it is an unconscious pattern. Mm -hmm. And hypnotherapy helps unravel and deprogram those patterns through, uh, through unconscious suggestions. Oh, okay. So how long how long does like hypnotherapy usually take? I guess in every session. And what is it like also to be under? Okay. It's a very beautiful experience I had with this. Um when Karsten was here, a session could be more or less an hour. But there needs to be what we call gestation period in between. Now I'm not going around saying that I am the best hypnotherapist in the Philippines. I am not. There are better people out there. Okay. I'm just thankful that I was trained by a really good teacher. Mm -hmm. When I was taking hypnotherapy with Karsten, probably around 2015, I was a lot larger. I was like 350 pounds back then. Mm -hmm. So he said, all right, we're going to do a hypnotherapy um, suggestion on weight loss. And I just stood up and I said, sit the F down, all of you. This is mine. <laughs> said, okay, take it. So he did the suggestion to me, and then he did the technique. It was really just about to put me in the light, suggestible trance. Then afterwards, I asked him, I said, Hey, Karsten, so what do I need to do? Do I need the food journal or anything? No, no, no. That's all conscious. Mm. Observe how unconsciously you will react to this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Then the next day, I went home. My then wife bought me a monster energy drink, a sugared monster energy drink, which I used to be so crazy about. Mm -hmm. Okay? The minute I gave it, and I used to love it. I tasted it. Pfft, didn't like it. Like, ugh. Mm. Throw it away. And then I was like, huh? That, she looked at me like, that's a first. Yeah. Like, yeah, why did that happen? Then later on that day, she bought me a Snickers bar. I took one bite, ugh, like sawa. I didn't want wow. it anymore. So it was almost as if unconsciously now, I was rejecting these things mm -hmm. that I naturally would have devoured. So, and I didn't even need to, you know, meditate or food journal. I just needed that programming to un unveil itself. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it's fascinating because it's just like it's not an instant, like... It's not a, what do you call this? It's not exactly like a miracle like you suddenly saw, but it's just like a suggestion mm -hmm. in your mind that lang your brain shifts in some way with like not wanting your energy drink, not suddenly craving uh, a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's so fascinating. And, it, and, it, 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 and the more you reinforce it, the more powerful it becomes. Like there's one person I was working with, they wanted to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. On the first session, I did the hypnotic in induction to them. The next day, he said, did you smoke? Yeah, I did. I said, oh, crap. I felt bad. But, if he said, but, 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 I usually smoke a pack a day. I only smoked two cigarettes today. Okay. So there was improvement. So all yeah. we had to do was keep on working with that. 
like the need to smoke because if it just dropped there and then that's miraculous yeah. it's rare but the fact that he wasn't smoking as much means that the suggestion took its hold on him yeah that's pretty cool. I mean, now I, I kind of want to consider it, but I don't know what for. <laughs> That's the like, thing. You know, you I need to know what for. You yeah, can't exactly, just go to, exactly. uh, hypnotize me. For what? Uh, yeah. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I just want to know what it's like. <laughs> no, but in any case, um, another service, actually, if you don't know what you, uh, like, what to, to be hypnotized for or do hypnotherapy for, then maybe you might be interested in past life regression. Okay. So, the the concept of past life is very fascinating mm -hmm. so does it mean you can find out who or what you were in your past how many lives you've had in your past yes but but there's a but the past lives that will appear in the past life session mm -hmm. will be only those past lives that are rel relevant to your present incarnation oh think what? of it like this um america's sweetheart tom hanks right <laughs> when you think of tom hanks now you think saving private ryan you know all of these drama movies right mm -hmm. people didn't know that he was a slapstick comedian in the 80s he was yeah. so if you think what roles were relevant to the early tom hanks the burbs dragnet but what roles are relevant to the present Tom Hanks? Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Forrest Gump. So in other words, you may have had a past life that has absolutely no good to do for Nikki. Mm -hmm. So what will happen is throughout the session, we'll find out which past lives are basically the most relevant to you now. We won't say them all, yeah. but we'll find out the ones that really have relevance to your present incarnation. And then we'll get the message and the lesson for them for you. Because I like to consider your soul like an actor. Okay, mm -hmm. so if your soul is Tom Hanks, then the incarnation is, let's say, Forrest Gump is basically the present role that they're playing. Yeah. So the, the soul stays the same, but it plays different roles. Every role it plays is a different incarnation. Yeah. So basically speaking, um, not all the roles are going to have any role in the future. Like, nobody ever really talks about Tom Hanks as the burbs. Mm. Doesn't talk about Dragnet, which is sad because he appeared with Dan Aykroyd. That was one of my favorite movies of his. <laughs> you see what I mean? But they never talk about it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Because it doesn't have really much relevance to who he is now. Right. That makes, that makes sense. It's like, well, okay. So for hypnotherapy, I need to know the purpose. For the past life thing, mm. what... Some, what are some of the, like, the prompts that I need to already know, like prerequisite, so to speak? Nothing at all. The Nothing? thing is, it's going to show you basically what is your soul bringing with you into this incarnation. Oh, I see. That's interesting. That's so you're going to know like the previous incarnations that are relative to you, basically what experiences from those mm -hmm. can you kind of tap into in this incarnation? Because there have been documented cases of people being fantastic artists uh -huh. never took an art lesson in their life yeah you see what i mean where the hell do you think that came from yeah. you know what i mean so with that being said it means that in their past life there was definitely some how do i say potential of them as an artist that it carried over into this lifetime i also have a term in my past life sessions that i call totems these are objects that you've been bringing with you it's like sometimes i'm seeing a very clear object it, it's a book it's a sword it's a pen and I'll sometimes say, does this exist in your life? And said, no, it doesn't. Then you need to find it. It's kind of like a, a power object of yours. That once you find it, it's kind of it's kind of going to level you up a bit. Mm. And it's going to kind of lead the way to the next revelation of yours. Because we won't know, really, your purpose until you're dead. Think about it. Because yeah. people have asked me time and time again, Rob, who were you in a past life? And I tell them, I don't know, I was just some guy who died. <laughs> because that's how you know the life is done. 
So we, for all you know, you might be the next president of the Philippines. Mm. You might be the next Hitler. We don't know this. Okay? All we know is that what we've called upon in previous lifetimes will directly affect who we are in this lifetime. Mm. I love that. That's pretty interesting. Like, I've also, I've been curious about that also. Like, you know, who was I in my past life? So what's a step-by-step? -step? To, to tap into this past life thing. You schedule a session with me and we, we do it in person. But it's not like hypnotherapy. It's not necessarily. It's kind of like a channeling session because oh. we've got to put ourselves in a state where I'm permitted to help you pick up that information. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Cool, because the cool, first cool. step is what we call the past life consultation. So we're going to understand which past lives you had. Mm -hmm. Then if you if you got enough information, you're happy with that, that's fine. But if you want to immerse in one of those past lives, that's when we do the actual regression. Let's say, okay, there was a past life, I was a princess. I have a feeling I need this to move forward in this lifetime. Then we can do a hypnotic induction to kind of put you in the shoes of that princess and say, okay, what's going on with you there? Uh -huh. What are you picking up? What did you learn from this? But I always tell my past life regression clients this, it's in the past. We do not allow past life reactions. So if you were burned at the stake, I don't want to see you crying in your previous lifetime. You were burned at the stake. It's like, that's not Nikki. Mm -hmm. Nikki was not burned at the stake. Don't be a drama queen. You got to have that mental fortitude when you're doing ah, things like this. Okay, so disclaimer na lang. Mental fortitude <laughs> to do a past life regression. Now, um, nearing the end of the show, however, I still I have a couple questions um, brought by uh, John Paul Forteza. Mm -hmm. He said, I am in my comfort zone right now and it can and can actually pay his bills and even the tuition of his little sister mm -hmm. but he is somewhat longing for some improvements in his career so is there any advice you can give you need to tap into your passion john because i tell this to people time and time again if monday to friday you're an accountant and saturday and sunday you're a dancer you're not an accountant who dances you're a dancer who does accounting mm -hmm. you are not dancing enough you may be earning really well from your job but john that's not who you are. That's what you do. I, so example, if you're an accountant, I don't think you'd be comfortable if I told you your story ends with a tombstone saying, here lies John, Philippines' greatest accountant. What else are you? That's why you're in a comfort zone. Test it. If you could be this and a jujitsero, you could be this and a pole dancer, you could be this and a cook, you can always augment who you are. You don't need to be stuck in the profession that you're doing. That's just what you get paid to do. But that's not who you are. All right. Wow. Passion. Your passion, John. You must focus on that. Or, like, start working on it. Unleash it. Time. Unleash it. Just let Un it out. Let it out. Be it already. All right. Now, I also have a question from Gail. Uh, she has a question asking, what can she do to have high vibrations in her life? Okay. If you have low aspirations for yourself, that means you have a low valuation for yourself. Shoot for the stars. Be competitive. Heck, go head to head. You know what I mean? Don't think, oh, no, I'm okay. I'm comfortable here. If you say to me you have low aspirations, that means that you think that you're crap. You need to really go for the top. Because if you shoot for the moon and you hit the stars, you still win. Okay? So be really competitive. So whatever it is you're doing, let's say you're a pole dancer. But then, oh, my God, there's so many better pole dancers. Go head to head. Put yourself against the best. You may beat them. You may not. But at least you know. You're now pitting yourself against the best. Mm. You're not just saying, no, I'll never be as good as them. You never will be unless you try. 
Did you get that, Gail? All right. <laughs> it's recorded. And you're watching it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the last the last service that uh, that Rob actually has or offers is the manifestation masterclass, yeah. which he's mentioned previously. Yeah. So, how? Okay. So, what does this entail, and does it does this masterclass? actually enhance your chances of making your manifestations come to life? Okay, good question. Now, here's what I like to tell people about manifestation. 90% of the time, the reason people don't get what they want is because they're getting in their own ways. Okay? Think of it like yeah. this. People who go to the gym. You've got people who are really serious about going to the gym, right? But the people who got extra, who do they, what do they hire? Personal trainers. Mm -hmm. The personal trainer has no control over what you eat, what time you sleep, but they basically mentor you to be more smart with what you're doing, to get closer to the result that you wanted. Me hiring a personal trainer was one of the best things I've ever done in my weight loss. Shout out to Coach Pat Rivera, the best coach I've ever had. Now, in manifestation, it's the same way because you could be trying to manifest something, but if you're doing it wrong, you could be shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. And part of it is giving you the tools, the mindset, the theories, and the practice but the most important thing that happens in my manifestation masterclass is first session palang, I get you out of your own way. I tell people about a story of this girl. Uh, she asked, this is when I was newly offering it. I used to offer it as a class, but I don't mm -hmm. anymore. And she asked for a private manifestation class because her husband left her for a younger woman. So I said, oh my God, that's horrible. Meet mm -hmm. me at the office. She said, I also want to lose weight because I lost a lot. I gained a lot of weight and I think that's why he left me. He says, mm -hmm. sure, meet me at the office. I call her Linda. Okay, I can't give out her real name. Mm -hmm. So the next day she appeared and truth, truth be told, she did have a bit of a weight problem. She arrived on time, but I noticed something about her. She brought with her one dozen donuts for me and her. And back then, I was still 350. I'm like, well, I'll take the freaking donuts. But I asked her, I said, Linda, I have a question. Dubai, you want to lose weight? I said, yes, that's part of why I'm here. I said, okay, don't you think these donuts take us in the separate direction of where you want to go? Mm. The look on her face was like, oh my God, Onga, sir. And you know what? Every time there's a function at work, I always bring donuts and food. And in the end, I take it home and eat it. And that's why I got <laughs> fat. Oh. So I told her, okay, moving forward, just bring us black coffee. You can keep us alert and it's you know fat free. So afterwards, six months we were done. We had our seven sessions because the master class is seven sessions one on one. Um, didn't hear from her for like six months. So I was like, okay, well I hope she's doing well. Six months later, I reached out and said, hey Linda, kamusta ka na? I mean, how have you been? And then she said, oh my God, sir Rob, turn on your messenger now. I'm like, why? She sent me a photo and I'm like, who's this? She said, that's me. I'm like, what the f? She said, you know, sir Rob, after you told me I was getting in my own way, I changed everything about me. And since then, the last six months, I lost 60 pounds. And now two guys are chasing after me at the same what? time. Because I helped her get herself out of her own way. Mm -hmm. I made her realize, you know, this is actually what you're doing wrong. But I don't know what you're doing right. Mm -hmm. It's what you're doing wrong we need to work with. And the program was tailored fit to show us. See, because you said this, because you did this, because you felt this way. We're going to show you all your holes in your game so that when you do start manifesting, you're 100%. But of course, I tell people as well throughout the program, if you want to buy a house in the seven sessions, it's kind of unlikely you're going to get it. But throughout the seven sessions, you're going to be a lot closer mm -hmm. than you did if you didn't get it. One dude got dumped by his girlfriend after seven sessions. He, his, his manifestation was he's in a relationship with the woman of his dreams. After seven sessions, two weeks later, new relationship. Now he's still with her. Again, got him out of his own way.
Nice. All right. Well, so for those, I mean, a lot of it had something to do with like relationships, Siguro. So, well, not just relationships, I'm sure. But then, if you <laughs> if you are in a rut in in that department, then maybe perchance you might actually want to do a was that seven sessions? Yeah, manifestation masterclass. Yeah, seven sessions with with Rob here, so that he can get you out of your own way. Right? <laughs> and I'm always happy to see people get the results that they want. As long as you put in the work, you're going to see the results. Trust me. Yeah. And with, with manifesting, by the way, I'm, sometimes I get so confused because there's like two schools of thought. There's one that's like, oh, you, it's not manifesting because you want it too much. Mm -hmm. And then there's another school of thought. It's like, oh, you're not manifesting it because you're not working hard for it. So like, what, how, how, how does this work? Is this... Is it also the energy that you put into the intention to when you manifest things? How does it? How does it? How does a manifestation manifest? Okay, it, it, <laughs> it involves two things. First and foremost, I tell this to people time and time again: you cannot effectively or properly manifest something you don't feel you deserve or that you don't feel worthy of. Okay. Mm. Number two, there's a difference between a manifester and a wishful thinker. <laughs> a wishful thinker is like, Lord, please give it to me. Sige na, I'll pray. But then it never happens. Mm -hmm. A manifester, you could tell they're a manifester because they have laser-like focus. If, example, they want a Ferrari, they're going to win a record deal for a Ferrari. They're going to sell vegetables for a Ferrari. They're going to win Mr. Olympia for a Ferrari. They're going to date a billionaire for a Ferrari. Everything they do is apex towards one goal. And they believe in the saying of Hannibal, which is, I will find a way or I will make one. Do not get in the way of a manifester because they will trample you. A wishful thing is like, they, they come from this energy of pity me Lord please give it to me and 90% of the people who think that they're manifesting are actually just wishful thinkers oh wow wow that's a, that's a truth bomb right there so it's something yeah that's something that you would never I would never pit it like against each other like the manifester and the wishful thinker well I mean thank you for teaching that to us now so that we know how to better manifest things in our lives too but also if you guys are more interested in more on like how to enhance your how to manifest things in your life then the seven sessions with rob will probably work um but as long as you put in the work definitely also. definitely <laughs> i can't manifest it for you <laughs> there we go well we are over pretty much um, just over time but Thank you so much to all of the monsters who have sent in those questions as well. Um, Sigena, just to close things off, how uh, I just want to know. <laughs> We're doing this on air. Okay, I just want to know. What is my question again? You're asking me what your question is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So because the because we are doing this theme of like the second half of this year. So what can I expect in terms of? Well, yeah. What can I expect in terms of, I guess, love? Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, in the second half of this year. I gotta ask. Married, single, taken, widowed, what? Single. Okay, let's look. Okay. There will be people who people. will, how do I say, feel themselves to be with you. But the most important thing right now is this. Do not settle. To settle is to say no to you. If it's not an F yes, it's a no. However, you also have to know the difference between fun 
and commitment. Mm. Okay, and let's mm. be totally honest with being adults here, okay? Yeah. This person may be OMG, lots of fun, but I'm not letting them meet my family. You're right. You know right, what I mean? Right. So if it's that, treat it like that. I'm not saying objectify anybody, but that's a reality of the world. Yeah. Everybody deserves respect, but there's just like, commitment-wise, not going to work. So yeah. do not mix the two. You might say, oh my God, I'm having something casual with this person, and now I think I have to be their girlfriend. That's not the case, okay? Love comes because it's really there. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing I'm going to tell you, you will just know it because the whole love life thing, you're going to get whacked by it. You're going to be like, wow, there's something really intuitive that I'm feeling. I can't understand it, but it's deeper and I want more. Mm. And that's coming in the second half of the year. That's coming in the second half of the year? There's more than one? Yeah. Let's go. I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we uh, end the show completely, Rob, why don't you go ahead and plug the socials where listeners mm -hmm. or viewers might want to consult with you on any of your services. All right. Where can they find you? So, um, every Thursday night, I have Tarot Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. on my Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Rob Rubin Readings. You can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, Rob Rubin Readings. And if you want to know more about my personal services, you can visit my personal Facebook fan page robrubinreadings.com and at the same time if you're interested in readings you can schedule a session with me at 0916-551-1824 once again that's 0916-551-1824 or you can message us on any of our social media and request for an appointment we do readings in person in, our, in the Mysterium Center in Katipunan or via Zoom if you're not in the immediate area alright there we go thank you so much Rob for gracing us with your presence this evening for Heard on Thursdays for having a mid-year tarot reading tarot consultant tarot consult with you so uh i hope uh, all of the monsters who have sent in those questions have been answered brutally honest they may be but then probably something that we all needed to hear <laughs> this evening so yeah without further ado i bid you all good night and uh catch me again next week on heard on thursdays for another guesting another interesting conversation to be had keep a log right here on the monster bye good night